Good to have you in this uh, third hour of the Bill Michaels Show. It is time for fantasy to chat a little bit more about it. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Social House, H-A-U-S. You're going to catch the game tonight. Games tonight. Uh, you can go do so. Stop over to the Social House. The new addition is fantastic. The food is always good. And the uh, the atmosphere and the hospitality is, uh, is second to none. So uh, go out and tell them hi. Good stuff there from our friends over at the Social House, H-A-U-S, on Lisbon Road in Menominee Falls. Paul Charchi and our guy from Guillotine. Paul, I've got uh, a near-death experience, we know. And now I've got a a quandary. Yeah. So because I've got a quarterback issue coming up tonight or this weekend, who do I start, Burrow against uh, the secondary of the Dolphins or Aaron Rodgers against a somewhat okay defense of uh, Bill Belichick and company? I'm I'm pounding my head on the wall right now, man. Man, and you had the near death near death experience last week, and you know in a guillotine league when you have the near death experience, it means you were the second lowest score. You almost got dropped. Right. Tell me a little bit about the sweat that you were having watching watching live scoring come in. I was uh, I was sweating because uh, the one of the guys that I had was going down. Joe Burrow was getting the hell beat out of him, so I knew I wasn't yeah. going to get many points there. the uh, The Vikings were eking by. So I'm kind of like, wow, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm just kind of holding my breath. Or the Vikings were actually getting beat in week two, so I was, yeah, uh, I was kind of eating by there. Yeah, yeah it was, like, uh, it was a little petrifying. That is, uh, that is a tricky spot you found yourself in. Now, I like Gil Burrow in this matchup. I don't think this is a very good Dolphins secondary that we're going to see tonight. They've already allowed. Let me look at the number here: 900 passing yards this season, second most in the NFL. Um, you just got to hope Burrow can stay upright. And I, I think he can, man, his receivers are so good. And T Higgins having a fantastic season. Um, he's thrown for at least 275 yards and two touchdowns in two of the three games. I think, you know, just look, when you look at the totality of the receiving help, I've got Burrow two spots higher than Rogers. I've got Rogers at nine. I got Burrow at seven. I'd, I'd roll him out tonight. And you know, the dolphins also, the, all the intangibles working against the dolphins, right? Already a short week. They had to leave town early because of the hurricane. Also, the hurricane. Also, they played a long game last week in 95 degree heat. And I don't know if you saw Stefan Diggs was talking about getting a double IV. Is I don't mm-hmm. know if that's like yeah. two fist and beers where you, you got an IV in each arm. Is that what that's like? I guess. Yeah. yeah, you're getting it all done. Right. I mean, you know, that's a long wear, you know, game that wears you down and then you've got the short week. I, you know, there's a chance the Dolphins come in super flat tonight. So, yeah, I'd, I'd play Burrow if I were you. Um, okay, here we go. We got to Tua or Russell Wilson this week. That's from Kevin over on the live stream. Look, you can drop Russell Wilson. Drop I mean, him. this is just – he is who he is. I mean, you know, the hope was that he would be better now in Denver. But really, nothing has changed. In fact, his numbers are down right now. And, you know, maybe they get better with a healthier Jerry Judy. But Judy's played in two or three games. So, you can't even necessarily point at that. Maybe Russell Wilson just is the guy that we've seen for the last year's worth of games, which is like 220 yards and one and a half touchdowns a game. I can find that at the at the 7-Eleven, you know, at the, at the or maybe to make this more Wisconsin centric at the Quick Trip. You know, I can get you know right. you can find I can get that anywhere. I can get that. I can start Carson Wentz. I can start Ryan <laughs> Tannehill. I can start Joby Jacoby Brissett. You know, I got a lot of places I can get that. Let's just. Stop with Russell Wilson. He is a stopgap, bi-week injury fill-in, and that's all he is. 
And and also a plug that Quick Trip carries everything, which is nice. I like that. I, I, I yeah. can get that. So yeah, you are, you're right. Right. You want dinner? Quick Trip. In fact, here's my favorite Quick Trip story from a few uh, from a few weeks ago. I yeah. went to Quick Trip and I wanted to buy a banana, and the banana is like a quarter. So I go up to the guy to, to pay for the banana, and he goes, "Don't just go." <laughs> just, don't even really? Bother. Yeah. Because I, I think the, the cost to process the banana, the cost the, the to credit card processing charges are higher than the cost and the profit on the banana. And so the guys just, yeah, just get out of here. Free banana. <laughs> I'm not banana. saying it'll That's work good. at your quick trip, but it worked at mine. I'm going to walk in there and act like I'm cramping up and need the potassium stack <laughs> and see what happens, man. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, Corey says, in a PPR league, I needed running back help. Would you trade away Christian Kirk or uh, for Devin Singletary? No. Christian Kirk is a top 10 fantasy wide receiver. Devin Singletary is in a rotation of, of backs. And it, granted, he had a good game last week, and he's got a promising matchup this week. But he's in a rotation of backs on a team that basically hates their running backs the bills i mean that, you know that whole offense is all about what they get out of their quarterback and so now they're not trading a top 10 fantasy asset like christian kirk has been and will likely continue to be as the focal point on an up-and-coming jaguars offense jaguars are one of the mm-hmm. great stories of this season uh this one is from alex who says uh, so we already talked a little bit about tua but tua against the Bengals tonight or stafford against the niners come monday yeah, Niners' defense has been awesome, and Stafford has been really very middling as a fantasy producer. So I've got him way down at quarterback 19 this week. Um, and granted, the Niners haven't faced great passers yet, um, but they rank number one in passing yards and number one in passing touchdowns allowed. So, no, I'm not, I'm not starting Stafford when I've got in that situation. Uh, I got another one here. This is uh, Russ or Russell or Gino. And do I go, uh, you know, let's deal with that one first. Russ or Gino fantasy question. Okay. Russ I, or Gino. I just, I just told you, I don't, I don't love Russell Wilson, but I'm not ready right. to start him over Gino Smith yet. Although Gino hasn't been bad. You know, it's not, it is just, he's just a low end fantasy producer. And they're only, they're only separated by four spots. The Detroit secondary is bad. So, I mean, I, I can understand the thinking on this, but I think I would still play it safe with Russ, but I wouldn't blame you. If you want to dart throw Geno Smith, I wouldn't blame you. Russell's my number 20 ranked quarterback, and Geno Smith is 23. Uh, and then the second half of that question, by the way, says uh, at the wide receiver position in a full PPR, do I go Dubs, Samuel, Mike Williams, or Renfro? Romeo Dubs, well, Samuel, yeah, Williams, or Renfro? Play. So he's out. So I didn't let's, think talk, so. let's talk Dubs. You know, was last week the breakout game? Is this the beginning of what we can expect uh, for normal production from Romeo Dubs? What do you think? Yes, because I, I just, uh, as much as I want to say, you know, you still got uh, the serviceability of Randall Cobb, and eventually you're going to get Christian Watson back, but I think Romeo Dubs has more upside and probably is uh, approaching the level of a guy like Alan Lazard. Lazard's a terrific route runner, but he's not dynamic. I think Dubs can be dynamic, and, and I think they're going to look to him more and more. And I also think that they're going to start involving Robert Tanyan at the tight end position more and more. I don't know if that helps or hurts Dubs. I mean, Tanya, they kind of they need to get other options rolling. But if this is the beginning of what should be, you know, hopefully a long, productive career, and you know, Lazard hasn't done anything that's made me go, ah, he's really pulling away as the number one wide receiver. I get the feeling that Lazard feels to me more like uh, just a steady number two, and they're waiting for Dubs to just 
take command as the best mm-hmm. receiver. Does that feel fair? Yep. Completely I, agree. One hundred percent. Yeah, I think I think I, I think I think we're on the I think we're at the beginning of something special for uh, for his career. Let's hope that that's the case here. I don't uh, even remember this the question is, anymore. I just I sidetracked it on talking about. Well, it was uh, it was uh, Romeo Dubs. It was the uh, the question regarding oh, Michael the Michael uh, Williams the, was in that. Michael, Michael Williams. Williams I, no, you got to start Mike Williams against Houston. So that's right. your that's the A starter in this this scenario. But long term, we like we like Dubs to play well going forward. Uh, then this one is where did it go? Uh, AJ Dillon or Kareem Hunt at the running back. Okay, well, so let's let's drill down on Dylan for a minute. So, you know, we're seeing diminishing returns every game mm-hmm. this year. Had the really nice week one, and now it's slowly gone down, gone down now. You know, last week he was at 2.7 yards per carry. So, and granted, it was a very good Tampa. Lots of running backs struggling in Tampa. So, you know, I don't want to read too much into it. So, I mean, you tell me, are are we are we even split here with Aaron Jones? Are you are you a little more down on AJ Dillon right now? Because I, I just I don't love what I've seen so far. I agree. I, I think Dylan has he's the North South Punisher, and AJ uh, a, uh, Aaron Jones is more the uh, the scat back that's being threatened. Now they're being thrown to out of the backfield. Both of them are, but I just see more productivity out of Aaron Jones right now, and AJ yeah. Dylan's productivity is down. And that's also because they played de- decent defensive fronts. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Yep. But the, he's no, more north-south, and Aaron Jones is more I'm finding the hole and moving around. Patriots are another brutal matchup. They have not allowed an opposing runner to score a touchdown, land, sea, air. They are giving up less than four yards per carry, even fewer than the Bucks. Uh, this is another brutal matchup. And so I'm, I'm nervous about Dylan here. Um, I hope they get him going more through the air because you can beat New England a, a little better through the air. Um, but I still trust Jones way more in that role. I've got Jones at running back 20. I got AJ Dillon at running back 27. I'm nervous about these matchups. Uh, Josh Jacobs or Chase Edmonds coming to us uh, from the uh, Bud Light live stream. Chase Edmonds, do not. He had a couple of touchdowns on goal line carries last week and has otherwise been awful with everything he's done all year. And I can't even tell you that he's the starting running back. So. Chase Edmonds to me is basically dead. If you've got any other plausible options, we're not going to take him. Um, this one is an interesting question because Dalvin Cook down right now, correct? Does that mean Madison's going to get a lot more touches? Well, Dalvin Cook's not down. They say he's going to play. He'll play with a shoulder harness on, and that worries me a little bit. You know, what if he fumbles early with a shoulder harness? And he's mm-hmm. played with it before and been okay. In fact, in, in some cases, he's played with it very well. Um, and he's been through this dislocated shoulder before. And it, these guys are such iron men, right? The dislocated shoulder, they pop it back into place, and then they're fine. And but still, you worry a little bit about about the shoulder. You worry also a little bit about a very good Saints defense that has run an overall run defense that's been you know borderline great. So I I do worry a little bit that way. Um, the biggest issue with Cooks, with Dalvin Cook, and I mentioned this I think either last week or the week before, the team has now run thirty plays in the red zone. Vikings have three touches for Dalvin Cook. That's it. And mm-hmm. so the easy touchdowns just aren't coming, and that that worries right. me. Dalvin Cook's my number sixteen ranked running back this week. Uh, would you start Williams over Robinson and London over Lockett? Well, there's a lot of Williams in this league, so you got to be. He's got it. The, the emailer or the texter's got to be more specific because there's Javante, there's Jamal Williams. How about Jamal Williams? Jamal Williams. The NFL Jamal Williams. With yeah. Jamal Williams leading the NFL yeah. 
with four rushing touchdowns, three of them from inside the five-yard line, and he'll continue with that role. DeAndre Swift is not going to play in this game, and I, I like him uh, Did we lose charge? I think we did. Charge dropped off. There it is. I wanted to get a sleeper. We didn't get a sleeper, Ben. He started, but, uh, yeah, the uh, question was, uh, would you uh, start uh, Jamal Williams over uh, Tyler Lockett since Tyler Lockett uh, not getting uh, all the the run? I'll shoot him a text. I'll get a sleeper. Yeah. See if he gets a, gives us a good sleeper. I know he's pressed up against, and he's probably getting ready because he's got to go on the air in Chicago because uh, he's on a tight schedule. But you know, that was it. Paul Charging joining us, uh, and then abruptly, hopefully everything's okay. It wasn't like a you know uh, a, a telephone pole fell down outside of his house or the tower caved in or something. Hopefully he's okay. But we'll we'll touch base uh, with Charge again next week. Always good stuff though. Oh, he's back. Charge, you okay? Hi. Yeah, we could wrap up for another minute or two. Why not? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't know what okay. happened. I didn't touch my phone. I don't know. Just You know, these things happen. So here's the question. Uh, you, there's always uh, the question is, give me a sleeper, something out there that, uh, you know, a lot of people yeah. aren't necessarily looking at right now. So let's talk about that. Jacoby Brissett, quarterback for Cleveland, who's not normally a guy who stuffs box scores, but he's played amazingly well in back-to-back games. He's got the Falcons this week. They've allowed the fourth most passing yards, the third most passing touchdowns. And what I love is that we've got very plus matchups for Amari Cooper and David Njoku. So uh, I I kind of like Jacoby Brissett. If you're in a pinch at quarterback and you're just, you're looking for somebody to help you out. I got Brissett ahead of Tom Brady, Kirk Cousins, Matthew Stafford, Russell Wilson. He's my number 15 ranked quarterback this week. So I, I think he's very serviceable. Brian Hoyer is 0-11 in his last four oh. starts. I don't see that changing anytime soon. Is there any no. reason in the world to think Brian Hoyer can help your team? No, there's no reason whatsoever. That's uh, just, It was a brutal matchup. Sure. It, that was a brutal. It, and, Mac, by the way, they're saying Mac Jones might actually play. He suffered. I don't know if you saw the video. Somebody captured video of him um, uh, hobbling into the into the locker room, yes. howling in pain. I mean, right. that. His his high ankle sprain is severe. I mm-hmm. I don't I hope they don't try to play him in this game. I know yeah. Hoyer's a total non starter, but so your team your team's gonna get a effectively a bye week. You're gonna roll over uh you're gonna roll over the Patriots. The Vikings may get they may be playing uh, the Saints without Jameis Winston, who looks like he may not go after not practicing today, didn't practice yesterday, and Michael Thomas may miss the game as well. So both of these uh, NFC North teams may uh, may end up catching a break with a, in, with some of the injuries that have uh, affected the cor- opposing quarterback. Always good, Charge. I don't know what happened, but I'm glad we got you back and you're okay, and we will talk again next week, pal. <laughs> All right, that's the deal. Talk to you later. Bye. All right, buddy. Talk to you later. There you go, Paul Charge, and joining us from Guillotine Leagues, the Guillotine Leagues of the Charge. And uh, that's where you can find his stuff. And uh, he is the, uh, the CEO of the Guillotine Leagues. He's in our media league. Of which I went from uh, winning my first week, number one, to being uh, second to last in sucking swamp water in week two. And then last week, I actually did pretty well, and I moved up a couple of spaces. But uh, but nevertheless, 
not the best. When we come back, going to hear from Matt LaFleur. Stay tuned for that. Also, going to take some NFL picks here at the bottom of the hour as well. we got all of that coming up. This portion of the program brought to you by friends at New Mail Medical, treating guys with ED all over the state of Wisconsin, well beyond the borders as well. And if you got it, you know it, they can help you. 98% success rate. Call my guys over there or any one of their locations. There's one phone number, 414-455-4451. How about low T treatments? Maybe you're tired, you're moody, you're slow. You can't figure out why you're just dragging ass, kind of up and down. Could be low T if you're over the age of 30. Takes you maybe 10 minutes. I The other day I went in, nine minutes, in and out. Boom. Just to kind of get everything checked, make sure I'm good. Nine minutes, in and out. And they let you know the next day or the day after, and they say, hey, this is what you need to do. This is what we want you to do. And you're good to go. That's my friends from the New Mail Medical Center. Otherwise, you can even go in for the all-in-one weight loss program because you know. Here comes Halloween candy, then Thanksgiving, pumpkins, pies, all that kind of good stuff. Then cookies, holiday stuff, cakes, Oh, man. Before you know it, boom. New Year's Eve gets here. You go to go out first time in a few years. You go to put on that tuxedo. Boom. Ass blows through everything. You got to take it off. Start it right now. 414-455-4451. That's 414-455-4451. Back after this. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Uh, and a company that supports causes like the Custom Canine Service Dog Academy. That's the Water Doctors. Uh, call them. H, or check them out. H2, the letter O, H2Odoctors.com. H2Odoctors.com. Or call them directly. 262-549-7733. That's John Atley and the gang. And they uh, are great people. Really good philanthropic people. And... Um, he does, uh, he's kind of a whiskey and bourbon connoisseur. So if you're going to put that in your home, maybe you got that to talk about and share a little bit, but uh, also a golfer. He uh, participates in a lot of different charity golf outings as well, but uh, call him 262-549-7733 or go to H2, the letter O doctors, H2O doctors.com. That's H2O doctors.com. Matt LaFleur. Uh, now is, is, he was just at the podium, Ben, right? Correct. Yes. Okay, let's do this. Let's dip into what Matt LaFleur had to say today in regards to the game upcoming this week. Here's what he had to say. They got a pretty, they got a pretty good duo and running back. Obviously, your guys are stylistically different. How about those uh, with, with their backs? Yeah, no, those their backs are really hard. Um, I want to say uh, yards after contact is, re- is really good as well, and um, they do a good job up front, so it's it's definitely uh, they definitely have a really good run game. Do you go pads today, or are you going no pads for this week? Uh, no, we're gonna go we're gonna go shoulder pads today. And the plan is still have Elton go today. That's it. That that is the fluid plan that uh, we adjusted to. What makes the decision for you guys on kind of a week-by-week basis of how you treat Wednesday and Thursday? Because, you know, you know, early in the season, maybe before Vikings, are a little different. Just week-to-week uh, in terms of kind of where we are with, with our players and um, just coming off the game we've had and uh, just thought it was in the best interest of our guys to give them another day to more or less recover a little bit more before we hit the pads. On special teams... A couple of weeks ago, Rich said, you know, if you played for me for 20 years ago, it would be pretty much the same thing. That his stuff is 
that doesn't get too fancy. Is, can you describe, is that what's going, working for you, that you're, you know, these players are working more on technique rather than changing them out? Is why you're improving? Well, I think it's a combination of many things. I think certainly, uh, you know, we've, at, we've invested a little bit in that room. Um, some of those guys obviously have, have made a huge difference for us. But I think, um, you know, it's the approach, it's the mentality, it's everybody buying into the system. Um, certainly, Rich is, I would, he, I mean, he's, you guys see him out there. Uh, he gets after him pretty good, and those, the guys respond. So it's a credit to everybody, and just in terms of taking pride in that area, and I think you're seeing the benefits of that. Every, like, every week's gonna be it's gonna be a great challenge. This is one of the premier teams in the league in in, in that area, so it'll give us a good indication of where we're at. Rich has said that coaching with you has rejuvenated him. He's really enjoyed it. But what's some special teams things that that maybe you've learned from him that that you maybe weren't aware of or didn't have as keen of insight? How much time you got, Ryan? <laughs> Uh, there's been there's been a lot uh, just and like learning something new in every phase from just the different techniques, um, you know, how we call different things, um, just some of the indicators that give tells away in, in regards to what somebody may try to do to you. So there's there's so many different areas that I've, I've learned a lot of ball from him. How did Jair look yesterday? I know it wasn't like a super full practice, but I mean, he did some moving around, I'm guessing. Yeah, no, I, I mean, he, he looked fine for what we asked him to do. So we'll have a better indication today. When it comes to as good as your defense has been on third downs, what kind of mentality does it take to be great in situations like that, especially when you get into those close games in the second half? Uh, getting offenses in third and long. So first and second down efficiency is absolutely critical. So you're not in those third and shorts. And I think um, our defense has done a nice job in it. And quite frankly, we've done a really good job in some of the short yardage situations to force a fourth down. And then the offense has a decision to make. So, um, you know, I think it's just everybody doing their job and, uh, you know, not trying to make plays, just letting the plays kind of come to you and, that, that, that's what is so important about whether it's offense, defense, special teams, it doesn't matter. Everybody has a responsibility, and if you execute your responsibility, you have a good chance of, of succeeding. But certainly in regards to third down, um, you know, it's obviously an advantage for a defense if it's third and long versus third and short. Matt, what have you thought of the start that Wise has been off to, and is there anything that this kind of jumped off the, the film with him so far this year? Uh, yeah, no, just a, a impactful player um, that you know can create havoc. Going back to the special teams, how important was it to add Dallin and Keyshawn and, and Rudy just to kind of give some ownership to that? Um, yeah, it was very important. Uh, certainly, Dallin's had a history with, and Keyshawn have had a history with Rich, so they're kind of you know coaching up other players along the way, and then. Um, but just the mentality, the effort they give, the speed down the field, it's, it's been pretty evident, I think, on kickoff, on our, on our punts, um, watching Rudy and, and Keyshawn as flyers, um, just showing up. And, and, you know, Pat's done a heck of a job. I think Dallin's done a great job with, as, a, as our personal protector. So all three of those guys have had a, a big impact for us. 
you got a few players or coaches or guys on staff with family in Florida that are concerned with what's going on there? Yeah, no, absolutely. We, I don't know exactly how many players. Um, I know a couple of our coaches' families are down there. Um, certainly, you know, wishing everybody well down there. I mean, that's a that's a bad deal. That's out of everybody's control. And um, as far as updates on everybody's situation, I'm not quite sure. Um, I think I was made aware of Dre put something out, I, I want to say, on social media yesterday and of where he grew up, but I haven't had a chance to really talk to him about it yet. Good. Thank you. Thanks, guys. There you go. That's uh, all she wrote with Matt LaFleur is he addressed a few things. They are going to uh, the plan is Bakhtiari's today. Elton Jenkins is off. Elton Jenkins came back uh, or uh, um, Elton Jenkins. Bakhtiari's off. Elton Jenkins is going to be back today. They're going to rotate those guys in. And uh, he doesn't want to give up a lot of information. Some of the guys are kind of waiting to find out about some family members and such when it comes to what's going on down in Florida and uh, Hurricane Ian. Um, but, uh, you know, nothing real deep. I always like the, and I know Bill Huber asked it, but I always like the, are you going to be in pads today? It was one of those things where you just, if you go to the practice, you just see it. You know, he's kind of like, yep, we're in pads. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just, you know, sometimes you can tell by the answer. It's like, come on, guys, give me something more than that, you know, a little bit more to chew on. But then again, if you do ask an in-depth question, you're always going to get the, uh, you know, the stand pat craptastic answer, so. It's kind of a catch-22. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Epoxy Flooring and Dunright, providing Wisconsin home and business owners epoxy flooring coating services at reasonable prices, top quality workmanship. They've got colors and finishes. They can paint your room, all kinds of different stuff, whether it's industrial, homeowner-wise, maybe a small business, maybe a, a car showroom floor, or maybe your showroom floor, whatever it happens to be. Uh, get all to our buddy, Sean, 262 262 Four four three twenty eight fifty two again two six two four four three twenty eight fifty two or go to epoxyflooringdoneright.com and remember they are Wisconsin based so you're not dealing with a, a, a group from outside of the area that if you have a problem you got to go fishing for them where Sean he's right here in our own backyard and that's one thing to keep in mind with some of these services from out of state uh, we're going to step away we're going to take a quick break more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Right here in the state of Wisconsin, takes care of motorcyclists, and uh, they were a big, big sponsor um, and supporter of the motorcycle ride this year. We can't say thanks enough to our friends from Growth Law Firm supporting and sponsoring uh, Wisconsin motorcyclists for over 11 years now, and they take care of life's difficulties when you're just trying to concentrate on getting back on the open road, you know? And they're by, they're motorcyclists. I mean, they, they're, they're on the bikes, just like the rest of us, so they know what it takes and know what it's like. And they are named as one of the top 20 best motorcycle injury attorneys in the country and with thousands of miles under their belt. Excuse me, under their belt as well. That's Growth Law, G-R-O-T-H, growthlaw.com. That is growthlaw.com. So good stuff from them, and thanks for supporting us. So there you go. Uh, Getting back at it, uh, the NFL, we've got games to pick. Ben, do we have music for this? We have music for this. Let's do this. 
I should give Let's a, do this. a quick update. After yes. three weeks, I am sitting at three and six. I've gone one and two every week. Perfectly mediocre. You are four and five after a two and one week last week. I, uh, I, this is a different week, a little bit tougher week. But uh, the first one that I'm going to pick, I am not choosing tonight's game. I'm going to go with the Vikings taking on the Saints. They're going down to the Big Easy, so to speak, but they're actually going to be in London uh, at uh, Tottenham. Tottenham Hotspur Stadium is where they're going to be. Uh, Minnesota giving a couple on this, two and a half to be exact. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yes. Correct. There you go. Uh, I'm going with the Vikings. Vikings get the win. I'm going to say the Vikings get the win by seven. So I'm taking Vikings over the Saints, giving the points. There you have it. Give me your pick. Wow, I like that pick. I also believe it's Tottenham, if you speak English. Totten, Totten, Tottenham. Tottenham. Uh, they don't yeah. like H's over there, apparently. I am going to take my first one, the Atlanta Falcons, plus one at home against the Browns. I like the Browns. I think they have a good roster. I think the Falcons are a little frisky, at least offensively. And we saw the Browns against the Steelers last week, probably without Miles Garrett this weekend. But I, they beat the Steelers, but that was an ugly one. And their offense is not where you want it to be. So I'll take the Falcons plus one at home. Uh, I, this is my long shot. And I'm staying uh, kind of closer to home, so to speak. Uh, I'm taking the line. Lions are given four over Seattle and it's not very often the Lions are one favored and two that they're giving points to this point particular you know extent usually it's by a couple Lions at home I'm getting the Lions to cover the spread get the win I'll take the Lions 21-12 weird score I know 21-12 over the Seattle Seahawks oh they're a weird team they're a weird team, but I'm taking the Lions. It's kind of my long shot here. That's like the Chargers for years. Impossible uh, to play a normal game. There are always safeties and field goals and missed extra points there. Mm-hmm. My next one, Buffalo minus three in Baltimore. I'm in on the Ravens. I'm ov- obviously in on the Bills, but that Ravens pass defense is quite horrid where we stand today. Right. And the Bills are pissed off after last week. I think they win handily in Baltimore. Uh, you and I were kind of talking about that last night. I can't go in that direction. But the one that everybody's picking to be an upset, the Jaguars over the Eagles, Philadelphia giving six and a half. I'm taking the Jags, not only to cover, but I'm almost talked into the fact that the Jags may win this one. Now, I don't know if it's going to be a win for the Jaguars, but I think the Jaguars at least cover in this particular sense. And the Jaguars... Getting six and a half, seven, we'll say. I'm going to take the Jaguars. Uh, so I got the Jaguars going into Philadelphia. So there you go. That's that's my three picks of the week. I like that pick, actually. It's one of those, the markets are probably too high on the Eagles where we stand. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they understand how good the Jaguars are or could be under Peterson. I like that. I think it's going to be a close one. My last one for the week, the Carolina Panthers at home against the Cardinals. As I said last night, the Cardinals are off fraud watch. They're just bad. And while I don't like the Panthers very much and McCaffrey might not play, it's just a weird spot. Minus one and a half at home. I, I don't know. This is just a gut play. My brain tells yeah. me the opposite. So I, I've i made a lot of money doing the opposite of what I think, if that makes sense. So I like um, the Panthers. You know, the other one that we could have gone with that is a little baffling to me, it's San Francisco 
given one and a half and the over under at 42 and a half taken on the Rams on Monday night. Um, I know the Rams are a little iffy. I know they're not scoring uh, as prolifically as they were last year. Cooper Cup is being held down. They don't have another real go-to guy, and Matthew Stafford's elbow questions continue to linger, and their defense uh, is not the same without Von Miller. So, but I, man, it's, uh, it's, when was the last time you saw San Francisco favored over the Rams with even, you know, the Ram, uh, San Francisco's not a great team by any stretch. But, uh, yeah, San Francisco. So I, I would have probably taken the Rams to win outright, but we already made our three picks. But that would have been one of my, uh, my, my head-scratcher picks, so to speak. My bonus pick for the week, I will chime in and say Bears-Giants under 39.5. I'd be mm-hmm. surprised if they get to double digits. Right. Uh, and I already stated, I think the, the Badgers cover. Badgers cover and go beyond. I'm going with it. Badgers get a good win. That's going to be my college pick this week. I hope so. I hope so. Uh, well, let's say let's say the Badgers turn around and they win this thing 42-10. Do you start to feel better about where they were last week, that maybe they just, they just got punked on national TV and just dug themselves too early a hole and turnovers and, and Ohio State just boat raced them early and it was just all an apparition? Yeah, no doubt. I'm not that low on this team. I don't think what happened on Saturday is who they are. It's more the offensive line still isn't there yet. And the Washington mm-hmm. State game makes me more concerned, I guess, than the Ohio State does. If they throttle Illinois and the defense looks really good and the offensive line looks great and they run the ball and Mertz does what Mertz needs to do and not turn the yeah. ball over, yeah, I feel better. Because the rest of the schedule, every game is winnable. Like Michigan State's bad. Iowa can't score. Nebraska's a mess. Northwestern is just horrid. But you could also look across the schedule and say they're all losable, which I would also agree. It's one of the, like, this is a turning point. Either they turn it around right now or it kind of becomes a disaster. Um, Which I I would agree. Uh, If they lose this game, then uh, the, the ship is taking on a massive amount of water. And you can see the bow starting to go up as the back end of this thing starts to sink. Mainly for the reason, if they lose to Ohio State, I get it. It's a different level of talent, different level of team. If you start losing to the teams that out Wisconsin you, that do what you do, but better on a given Saturday, that's when it becomes concerning. Yep, 100%. 100%. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break. Uh, coming up in the next hour, we're going to finish hearing up from uh, finishing up listening to what Aaron Rodgers had to say and Coach Butkus with the uh, Green Bay Packers. Going to hear his thoughts on this offensive line as well. Uh, Pack fan says uh, Lions given four and a half, not a long shot. No, it, you're right. It's not a long shot. I agree with you. It's not a long shot. But I can't, there, there's not many times, is what my point is, is that, <laughs> that the Lions are favored. <laughs> In the past, the lines haven't been favored very often, so that might uh, that might be a, a bit of a of a of a long shot, I guess, in the lion esque world. But yeah, you're right; it's not a not a huge long shot. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. Stay tuned. We got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. 
Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers getting ready to host the Patriots Sunday here in Green Bay. Defensive back Jair Alexander, who suffered a groin injury Sunday in Tampa, was back on the practice field yesterday, just limited to some light drills. Randall Cobb had a couple of big receptions against the Buccaneers, one for 17 yards, another for 40 after missing practice all last week. I was pretty sick for a couple of days. You know, I actually tested positive for COVID and had symptoms a few days before I actually tested positive so i was pretty sick it wasn't like i was just you know i was just coughing and stuff i was i was down i slept 13 hours one night patriots lost their quarterback mac jones to a high ankle sprain in a loss to the ravens 36 year old brian hoyer will likely get the start and says he's ready for whatever's next i played for 14 years i have a lot of bad memories i have a lot of good memories too so you know one game doesn't define me one you know play doesn't define me i'm excited for any opportunity i get a chance to go play matt lafleur brian hoyer is a guy that i got a lot of respect for him. I remember watching a lot of the cut-ups from the 14 season and, you know, you, you could make the case and take all his, his great plays that he made and you thought he was a one of the top quarterbacks in the league. And the Packers got some good news. The Packers' new punter, Pat O'Donnell, who spent eight years in Chicago, was named the NFC's Special Teams Player of the Week. When's the last time that happened in Green Bay? Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers. It's been a while. been a while. Uh, he's a pretty good punter. Happy he's on our team. Got a hell of a head of hair. He's a good presence in our locker room, and he's kind of happy to be on this side of the uh, of the border. That's Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michaels Show. Hey, our friends, it's Potawatomi Hotel Casino. They remind you, coming up, October best, October best Saturdays, five hundred thousand can be given away. Saturdays on October about to, to be the best ever. Club members can rake in the Firekeepers Club reward play or up to 5000 in cash. So they got all kinds of good stuff. 500 k October best Saturdays. Go to PaysBig.com. That's PaysBig.com. Potawatomi Hotel Casino. Joining us in Green Bay, our buddy Mike Clemens alongside. Mike, how you doing, pal? Okay, welcome alongside the practice field here today. And I'm looking at the defensive backs from about 60 yards away, and I don't think I see Jair Alexander out there today with the groin injury, and I don't think I see number 69, David Bakhtiari, uh, with the offensive lineman. But it's a nice sunny day here, and of course these guys have to take their jerseys and they fold them up, uh, they tuck them up underneath their shoulder pads, so you mm-hmm. can't read their number, you know? So you oh, yeah. by hair from the back of the helmet or you know, height or rotations and stuff like that. But anyways, we'll get a little bit closer look here when they change the drills or before they throw us out, which whichever comes first. So, Mike, I know the question about David Bakhtiari was, you know, he's practicing, not practicing. They're taking easy on him. Is there expect? I would assume there's going to be a uh, either none or a much higher pitch count coming into this Patriots game. Correct? Yeah. I, I would think so. I, you know, it was, was 35 snaps against the Bucks, 27 for Yash Nyman. But here's the big picture. And I know you're going to uh, hear from Coach Luke Butkus, the offensive line coach, coming up. And it, this is it. Here's, here's your best five offensive linemen, Bill. David Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins, and I'd say Yash Nyman, and John Runyon, and then Josh Myers. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. That, that that means you're moving Elton Jenkins back to guard if those are your yeah. best five, and they're not saying what they're doing yet. 
And they haven't shown their hand at practice either, I would assume. Oh, not while we're here, no. But that's, what we, <laughs> that's, that's the little, you know, Sunday surprise that we wonder. Now, right now, they're in the middle of, you know, rehabbing these guys. And here's another. You asked a great question about, you know, what? Okay, so you had a big run game against the Bears. Why all the short passes, for the most part, against the Buccaneers? And I think the answer is this. A, uh, it was the game plan that worked. Uh, it was more of an old-style West Coast offense because they did not want to deal with the interior and those two uh, inside linebackers, very tough football players. So let's, let's dump stuff off into the flats. Uh, that was the game plan. Number two, you, uh, it's, you don't want to have Rodgers back there for seven seconds and – have these guys on ACLs, Jenkins and uh, Bakhtiari, pass protect that long. Uh, number three, uh, you know, that might be the big part right there is that. Number three is, you know, Aaron Rodgers took a lot of shots the first couple of weeks. And so mm-hmm. they're saying to him, hey, man, get the ball out of your hands. Don't take any more hits. Right. Yeah, if you don't have pass protection, you don't have time to set up downfield, which means you're going to sit in the pocket, which means you're going to be pressured, which means you can be hit. And I, I, I completely agree with it. I wonder if it's going to be a little different this week uh, because you don't have the same set of linebackers. You you got decent defensive line, but not the same group that you're going to be facing uh, from Tampa Bay. And their secondary is okay, but it's not great by any stretch of the imagination. But then again, you know, you're kind of waiting to see if Christian is, – is Christian Watson back on the field, by the way? Um, you know what? We're just getting kicked out now, so I couldn't. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> well, that was uh, quick. You know, deal, yeah, dealing with a knee injury. Oh, it's, it's regular season and it's Belichick week. You know. Yeah. So, right. Um, but I'm, I'm, you know, I'm sure Belichick's still got a spy up there across the street looking. So. Yeah, he's got somebody under the ground. Yeah. Wait a minute, yeah, he's up. I'm wait, sure he's got... that's Bill up there now. I see him waving. How about? Yeah, he's probably got a hoodie. drone in there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anything new we help. should look for or be excited about? And then we got, obviously, you and I will talk tomorrow, but anything uh, we should be looking for uh, out of Green Bay to talk about tomorrow? Just that we are going to have a chance to talk to the rest of the coaching staff and ask uh, you know, a lot about these issues. But I'll, I'll be using that line for the rest of the afternoon. Belichick has put it with a drone here at Packers <laughs> practice today. That's awesome. Okay. All right, Michael, be good, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you, Bill. There you go. That's our buddy Mike Clemens joining us for a couple of minutes uh, on the hotline. Mike is our Mike is our guy uh, on the ground. I'm sure there's a mole in there. I'm sure you know Bill Belichick has you know paid somebody to put a camera under the turf or something like that. You know they got something going on. There's some kind of gate that's about to happen. I'm sure somewhere. Maybe it's uh, Bailey Zappy. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. It's Zappy, you've been zapped. You know he runs in, he tags you. You've been zapped, and he runs away. Mike thought that was funny for some reason. The fact that he's an electric football player. He did. He he texted us. It's kind of like kind of like Euchre in Major League going dynamite drop in. That's Mike via text messages sending it to us. Uh we are going to hear from Luke Butkus uh, coming up. We're going to hear some of his thoughts on the offensive line pick up uh, with the Aaron Rodgers stuff as well. So we got all of that coming up. So we got a lot still yet to go throughout the program and uh, we'll also take some more of your stuff whether it's emails tweets uh over in the bud light live stream and also on the uh the phones eight seven it's been a very light phone day today we've had just kind of a a flurry of time i do want to say something though and, and carrie got on me a little bit earlier about get off of the brett Favre stuff um i i cannot apologize for what's being reported i only bring it up because it tends to get worse as the days go on It is a big story now. 
It is headlines on many, not just in headlines and sports pages, but headlines and headlines. Um, I, I'm, I'm sorry it, your, your Brett Favre fandom is being completely offended at this point. But you can't ignore it. Says, so do you think, uh, where, where's the, where was the actual statement? God, I wish you could find it. I can't. I can't. I'll, I'll track it down later. Oh, there it is. Stop it. The Favre stuff already. If you want, if you want the mo, if, if you want to roast somebody, roast Alex Baldwin, who shot and killed somebody. What the hell? That's so long ago. Come on, Carrie. You can do better than that. Stay tuned. We got more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.